player two. You're awake. Hi, it's me, Kitty M, the All Geek. I'm going to be taking you through the land of Pod, San Diego Comic Con trailers, and questions about how to deal with Doctor Who as a lady. Oh, and Australia won something in gaming, of all things. Come on, player two. Let's roll. Player two! Back in the tavern. <laughs> I know it's been a while, but with San Diego Comic-Con happening and the outbreak of zombieism that spread through the pod, I figured you did not need to come back here. Right when the undead hordes were sweeping through the main city like a swarm of rotting locusts feeding on anything made of human flesh, you are made of meat, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm part dryad, so I was okay. But now we're here in the tavern, let's talk about what's been happening. We will talk about San Diego Comic-Con in a minute. But first, Australia won the Overwatch World Cup, which is very exciting for people who play Overwatch. I am not one of those people. It's got a lot to do with relying on other people and social interaction. I'm not a fan of those two things, but I am a fan of Australia winning stuff, so yay. I'm apparently in the minority with that, not with Australia winning things. People like seeing Australia win things, I think, I guess. Here it seems like a pretty big thing. Here in Australia it seems like something most people are a fan of. Uh, but I'm apparently in the minority in Australia when it comes to gaming. They've just done this study called Digital Australia 2018, and in it they found that only 8% of Australians play video games alone. Everyone else is playing with someone else. Be it friends, family, strangers. That all sounds dirtier than it was meant to. I can think of few worse things than playing video games with others who exist in this world. Given my entire reason for playing video games is so I don't have to interact with others who exist in this world. WoW might be a slight exception, but if I'm being honest, soloing is really where I'm at with that game as well. They also said in the study that gaming is normalised now, no longer a subculture. Which is true of most geek culture stuff nowadays, if you think about it. It's mainstream, it's accepted. Which is probably why I'm not actually part of geek society, because geek society is too much in actual society now. It's a good thing, though. Not everything is for everyone, and geek society is no longer for me. If it ever was, it probably never was. I'm just glad that geekery is being embraced. I just don't want to be embraced. Or touched. Or near people. Or one of the cool kids. And luckily I have the kind of personality that makes that a really easy goal to achieve. It sounds sadder than it actually is for me. I'm really okay with it. Here's something that will cheer you up. The Young Justice Twitter has revealed that the latest Young Justice Series 3 will be streaming on a DC streaming site, not Cartoon Network. That means they'll be able to get more adult with the content. Young Justice is an animation from DC, obviously, and it starts out with the kids in Young Justice being about 14 or so. But the years have gone on and they're getting older, so the stuff they're dealing with is becoming more adult too, and they want to age the show with the characters. And this is a good thing because DC animation brings it for adults. They've also been quite straightforward with the whole Guys, you need to watch Series 3 if you want a Series 4. Something I can't believe you've actually got to tell people these days. It's as though no one gets that anymore. If you like something, then you need to watch it, or listen to it, or rate it highly, like this podcast. But when it comes to actual important geeky things that you should be rating highly, I wish people would. I have never understood this expectation that you should have the thing, but not share it with anyone so it never gets successful but you know about the thing and no one else does. That's basically not rewarding people for giving you the thing you like. Which brings me 
to Game of Thrones and how it's back. And I don't care. I do care. I don't really care. But I can't watch it because I'm reading the books and the TV show is now ahead of the book, so I'm not watching it until I've read the books. Here in Australia, though, we have Foxtel Now, which was the streaming service for the first episode, and it crashed. It crashed hard. And every hot take I saw the day after was, well, now the pirates are justified in pirating the material. Which is not true. It's stealing. Unjustified stealing, because it's a TV show and not a piece of bread to feed your starving family. If you take someone else's work and don't pay for it, that's stealing. If Elder Scrolls has taught us nothing else, it's that stealing is when you take something that's not yours. And then it comes up in your inventory with, like, red text rather than white text and you've got to find a fence i'm getting off track i don't think you have to find a fence for pirating stuff with game of thrones in australia we do get a rough trot with movies music television video games miniatures everything costs more and it doesn't get to us as soon and it's all terrible do you know how long it took for get out and john wick chapter 2 to come to australia we have whole youtube videos we can't watch because geo blocked Don't get me started on the price of miniatures, it's all a rort. But pirating is still stealing, so stop trying to justify it to people like me who point out that it's stealing the terrible thing that you're doing because you are a little bit terrible. So am I, no judgement, though I am judging you. But only because I enjoy the thrill of judging others because it distracts me from the harsh glare of self-hatred that I have directed at myself at all times. I don't pirate things. But I am dreadful in other ways, so we're probably equal on that. Eh, None of this actually matters, because before too long the robot apocalypse will be upon us. Elon Musk, who's totally a human, and in charge of the Tesla Corporation, was all, hey guys, AI needs rules because Terminator? I'm paraphrasing him. And it was met with people just going, we got this. Which is literally the setup for every apocalyptic story ever. On the bright side, Sonic's getting his own comic book, and that'll probably happen before the apocalypse. So's KFC, because I think everyone gets their own comic book these days. I'm probably going to have my own comic book. I'll write it myself. It'll mainly be done in crayon, and the words we're completely boned just scrawled over and over again. With stick figures with their hair on fire. This turned dark. We should get out of here. I'm going to take you to San Diego Comic Con. Here we are at San Diego Comic-Con. I know it's empty, it's over. What did you... Why do you think the line was so short? We're here to talk trailers and news as much as we can. I mean, all of those trailers, did you see them? I am way less hyped than ever about everything that's wonderful that's coming out. It's not that there isn't a whole lot of beautiful geeky things out there for which I am incredibly grateful. That's not it. Also, every day I'm being proved right that the age of sci-fi is back, and I love being right. I'm right at least 98% of the time. That other 2% is just because I can't know everything about everything yet. Because if I did, it would make everyone jealous, and you'd try to burn me at the stake as a witch. That's a thing that happens sometimes. So let's go through these trailers. Justice League trailer. Looks good. Before we get too deep into it, let's look at that rumor that Ben Affleck will be leaving the role of Batman. He has thankfully flatly refused that. I am relieved. I know everyone expects every lady geek to be more excited for Wonder Woman, and I'm excited for Wonder Woman, and I support the Wonder Woman fans and love what's happening in that part of the DC universe, but, and I say this a lot, I'm a Batman fan. 
And with every new Batman, I worry they're not going to do good by my hero. And every time, I've been proven wrong. There are many aspects of the Bat, but the one Ben Affleck has been chosen for, it's the role I think he's meant to play. A mess of severed nerve endings going wild under the armoured facade of the Batsuit? A man who is so cool he's glacial. And cocky, dry humour? Affleck can do that. He can do rage and frustration without overcooking it. If ever he had to step down for whatever reason, if you're a fan, you have to respect that. But the way he plays Batman, and the Batman they've created, it's the one I'm here for. A brawler with brains. Which leads us to this Justice League trailer. The more I see of it, the more I see genuine characters being presented. If you're already a DC fan, then you know who these characters are. It's just cool to see them being reintroduced with full force, full colour, well not full colour because let's be honest about that palette, in a way that feels torn straight out of a splash page. I preferred the first trailer, to be honest, that's because I'm a Beatles fan, and this trailer shows us the interactions of the Justice League, and that's what's going to be the interesting part. These are a whole bunch of archetypes moving together with a common goal, but vastly different outlooks about how to get there, and the villain. I know there will be some who will just say they're following on from what Marvel have been doing, and yes, there are flavours of Age of Ultron in there, but the Justice League have been fighting off intergalactic and superhuman threats for years. The only reason our view of them has been mainly based on human-style threats like Penguin and Luther and Nazis is because that's what the screen universe has told us, but in the comics and definitely in the animated universes, of which the DC animated universe is one of the greatest, intergalactic and superhuman threats are part and parcel of what the Justice League is all about. I mean, there's magic in the DC universe. It's a thing. Magic is like a superpower in the universe. So it's exciting to have that possibility being explored right now. Go and watch it, and as is standard, watch the Young Justice series on Netflix. It's almost gone, but series three should be coming out soon to that DC streaming site, and you want this in your life. Oh, and as for the whole, there's going to be a Suicide Squad 2? Good, I hope there is, as long as it means we're going to see more of the Justice League, and I hope Leto is in it. With his crazy antics, I just want to see what happens when he pulls that sort of thing around Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot. I want to see what they do to him. But what I actually want is for Michael Keaton to take on the role of Joker. For Leto's Joker to be some kind of fake Joker. Michael Keaton playing Joker would not only be artistically a brilliant move that I just came up with, but Keaton plays an exceptional bad guy. If you saw him in the new Spider-Man flick, you know he can do it. He can be menacing and he's got a real flair for playing characters who are unhinged. Plus, for a Batman to become a Joker. Isn't that what we've all been waiting for? Speaking of alternate universes, Bright, huh? an alternate universe in a type of alien nation meets Hellboy kind of deal. It has Joel Edgerton as an orc and Will Smith as a cop, both trying to keep order before the world explodes. Initially, I saw a lot of criticism on my Twitter, but I'm okay with this story. We really need to stop being quite so negative the moment something is not entirely what we were expecting comes along. It looks interesting. Has it been done before? Yes. But there's a whole generation of kids who don't even know what the Alien Nation franchise is. Which is, it's about aliens who come to Earth and they're from a slave ship and they're basically all refugees and humans are jerks to them because humans. But the aliens are mostly pretty cool and they get drunk from off milk. Also, it's a buddy cop film, but with aliens. Kind of sweet. You know what I did want to be excited for, though? 
I kind of wasn't. Ready Player One. I want to be more excited for this. It's not the trailer's fault. It's not that the story isn't interesting. It just feels like a lot of the same. And maybe that's the point. It's interesting that there's a line in the trailer, like, the only limit is our imagination. And then every other shot after that is a pop culture reference and action sequences I'm sure I've seen before. The giant robots look like the robots from Laputa Castle in the Sky. The robot police, iRobot, the chase scene, total recall. There's orcs with guns, a Freddy Krueger. The fact it feels like Gamer, the movie where there's death row inmates are strapped into mind control devices and gamers control them to battle it out Call of Duty style. I don't mean any of that as a criticism. Things can remind you of other things. Things can make direct reference to other things. Anyone who thinks they're doing something unique and original needs to understand that not even snowflakes are one of a kind. Everything is a copy of a copy of a copy. Thank you, Fight Club. The reason Ready Player One isn't speaking to me is because I've seen these trailers before. Did me the courtesy of not dropping the bass every 10 seconds, but it joins a whole host of others that follow the dystopian future of fresh-faced kid who looks way not ugly enough, do robots dream of electric sheep, hint, shot of kid looking shocked, intake of breath, drop bass, repeat. I think the movie's gonna be good though. A trailer that didn't need to impress me because I'm totally gonna watch it anyway is the Kingsman Golden circle something. Anyway, Colin Firth is back and that's nice. It's Kingsman now with Americans. If this turns into some hoorah America is the greatest flick, I can do without that. But they'll probably get the mix right because while we need plenty of other heroes in the world, there's something to be said for dudes with British accents wearing glasses and snappy suits. Though I'm gonna be honest with you right now and just say all this trailer needed to be was Mark Strong and Colin Firth sipping tea and talking about the weather. And I would totally be here for it. They didn't need to impress me at all. The one trailer that was quite exciting, but this could be National Pride talking, the Thor trailer. Hemsworth, Tyker, who's not technically Australian, but he's a New Zealander who's successful, so therefore in Australian tradition, we're going to tell everyone he's Australian. The mixing of Norse mythology with the wolf and hell. I know it's not going to be a true retelling or characterization of the Norse gods, it's the comic book version, so part of me understands that and is okay with it. It's a very small part of me. I want the wolf to be the Fenris wolf, and I want it to be Loki's son, and also I want Hel to be his daughter, and want for all of it to be like the worst family reunion ever, but with a Hulk. God, San Diego Comic-Con looked cool. They also talked more about Doctor Who. We should go talk more about Doctor Who, because that's something that hasn't been discussed a lot. Come on, play it too. Let's go. Take a seat. Yeah, it's Full Killer's, um, like, head shrinky office. He's not in. I hope. <laughs> he hates it when I come in here and try and psychoanalyze things. But we're here because the Doctor, from Doctor Who, is a lady now. And I would have thought that me explaining how some characters are created as those who will shift and change and therefore the Doctor being a lady would somehow be more canon than if she was a dude. But I guess the two people who make up all of Player 2 didn't spread the word wide enough. So now there's a lot of questions. And I thought coming to Full Killer's psychiatric office was the best way to deal with them. So let's get started with answering those questions. The most important one. But who will my sons have as role models now that the Doctor is a woman? They'll have a woman. Oh, a woman will be their role model. I get that people are scared of white cis straight dudes no longer being around as role models in pop culture. 
they're not going anywhere. You have loads of them around. But even if they did, even if tomorrow we banned all the dude characters, it would be okay. Your kids would be okay. My role models were Zorro, the Lone Ranger, Batman, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing up. None of them were ladies. But I did just fine because their characters spoke to me. Would it have been better to see some lady characters I could look up to? Yes. And even better, it would have been cool for my male friends to see that too. So you might be wondering, why then do we need a lady doctor if I was fine with male characters? Because much as I'm okay and that is debatable, it doesn't mean that things wouldn't have been better had there been a proper representation of people not male, white and straight. I remember the first time someone shoved a tank girl trade into my hand and said, this is you. Tank Girl is an angry, chaotic, insane force of anarchy. They were right. In that moment, she was me. And I was her. And it was one of the first times I'd seen a female representation of me. I was far from being a teenager at this point, and it meant a lot to me. It bolstered me. It made me think, if this character could be cool with who she was, maybe I could be too. And maybe if more people saw female characters are strong, decisive, and worthy of being role models, this wouldn't be an issue. I mean, literally, as we go through some of these questions, think about this. Like, what's next? A dog doctor? Firstly, there's already canine. Secondly, really? Really? If your next logical conclusion of crazy stuff, what can happen in sci-fi, is to equate a character from going from male to female to animals... I think you need to re-examine where you place women on your spectrum of importance and just... The doctor wouldn't be a dog, anyway. They'd be a cat, and we watch the hell out of that. Because have you met the internet? Other questions include jokes about menstruation that are pretending to be jokes because it will affect the TARDIS. Good. I, I hope it does. I hope every 28 days the TARDIS turns into the Death Star and the Doctor becomes Slanesh in the most beautiful mashup of sci-fi genres you've ever seen. It's just going to be one five-hour episode once a month that's equal parts wanton destruction and binging on planets made of chocolate a la Event Horizon, but with pasta. But people want to know why feminists get angry all the time? This is why. This style of questions and jokes that are as constant as they are stupid. But what will the Doctor be next? A trans woman of colour with a disability? By the old gods and the new, let's hope so. I do love that the Doctor is a woman, and I think the actress in question is a wonderful pick. But I hope they keep pushing this particular boundary, because that's what sci-fi is about. I get that it's possible that there's going to be ramifications for a woman time traveller, because not that long ago, women in general were considered property. Like, really not that long ago. Especially if you're not a white woman. Louis C.K. does a pretty great joke about time travel being a strictly white privilege, and he is so right. But that shouldn't stop us pushing the boundaries. Because that's what we're here for with sci-fi. Star Trek, Aliens, Star Wars, Stargate, Starship Troopers. I mean, did you see that movie? It's a bit of a comedy, but everyone showers together. Communal showers and no one's blinking an eye because that's just normal now. Women play contact sports in high school with the guys. Women are on the front lines. There's this one scene in the original Starship Troopers. And when that's over, there is zero slut shaming. It's all just like, yeah, that happened. And it was pretty good that it happened and it's nice. Because everyone wanted it to happen and they were fully in support of the totally sexually free and available lady who is awesome. 
And this is what sci-fi is about, and that's why I'm excited there's been a resurgence of sci-fi, that we're back in the age of sci-fi, that we're back exploring it, the new worlds and new civilizations, boldly going where we should already be by now. Why is it taking us this long? There are people who are genuinely upset about it, though, player two, about a lady doctor. And I say we need to talk to them about it, genuinely. A few years ago, I wouldn't have wanted a lady doctor either. I would have been mad about it because the Doctor is a man and that's part of who the Doctor is and so why does the Doctor have to be a lady? And that's because I get invested in characters. I prefer them over people. But the world's changing and it's not all changing for the worse. All those voices of people who want to be seen in geekery, they're finally getting through. And to some, it must seem like we won't have room for everyone. And it's scary to think there won't be room for you in geekery. But there is. And being more flexible in geekery and with our characters, that's going to have more benefits than not. One person being represented doesn't mean you still won't be. Hell, you might even find yourself with a hero that you like because they teach you something rather than just reflecting you. Maybe I'm only thinking this because it's obvious the end times are upon us, so why not be good right towards the end? But I really believe things are going to be okay. The time you invest in a universe, it's not wasted when they change it. It's not wasted when they blow it up or rewrite it. Because the point of the universe you're in is the feelings it gives you at that time. No one can take that away from you. So, roll with the changes. If they work for you, great. If they don't, find something else. There is more out there in Geekery. There's more than just one thing, and that's why it's beautiful. This is getting soppy. And also, I think Full Killer will be on the way back soon, so we should head to the tavern. Well, that's it again, Player 2. You should head back to Meet Space. While you're there, rate the podcast highly. Tell your friends, hey, who's this podcast that you can listen to that isn't completely terrible? Or is completely terrible? Can you imagine how terrible this is? Let me show you. And then just like, downloaded a bunch of times. <laughs> or don't. I'm not the boss of you. You can find me on Twitter at ChaosKittyM, on Facebook as KittyM. Uh, also, The Land of Pod is on Twitter and Facebook as well. Keep an eye out for it, because that's where a lot of the updates about the next pod will be. Until next time, Player 2.